Aggies, it's that time again. It is the Between the Line Show with J.C. Caldwell. You're listening to Aggie Radio 92.3 KBLU LP Logan. Welcome back to this week's special Halloween episode. I'm really actually super pumped about it. So glad that you guys are listening in. So today, starting with sports, we had soccer play against Wyoming um, on Sunday, and they won 3-0. to they also played against Colorado on Thursday and won 2-1. to one. Soccer really is killing it. It's really awesome. Um, <clears throat> football had their homecoming game, if you didn't know, against Colorado State. USU won 26-24. I heard that it was a killer game. Really awesome. So if you missed it, you missed out. That's for sure. Then we have volleyball, who played against Boise State on Wednesday. They won 3-2 to as well. They also played on Saturday against Fresno, 3-1. to And this has been their fifth win in a row. And soccer's killing it. Football's killing it. Really, Aggies are just awesome. We're really representing the Dubs out here, which I'm so excited about. It makes it fun to go watch and see the games, too. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and I also saw this thing on Twitter, and that A has been lit blue for, like, I think nine days straight or something like that, like, we're really killing it, you guys. Like, we should have a ton of school spirit right now because we are killing it, and I just love it so much. Um, moving on to the next segment, we have um, events. And there's not a ton this week, probably because homecoming week was last week and there was a lot of stuff going on. So this week is a little more chill, kind of cool. You can go do some fun things in the rain since it's been super rainy lately. Um, But for starters, we have Fright Night on Wednesday, and that's going to be at Old Main from 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. And I think that this event is going to be a lot of fun. Um, They're going to tell scary stories. They're going to have treats. And it's sponsored by um, the History Club, and it's um, open to – and one of the fraternities – Um, is also sponsoring it and it's open to anyone though you don't have to be a part of the history club you don't have to be in that fraternity it's just um come on and have fun and have some treats um and then we have of course the howl on friday and that's from 8 p.m to 1 a.m and that's going to be open to usu students only Um, I kind of wondered why it was the case this year a little bit, and I'm assuming it's because of COVID, but I know that in past years they've opened it up to other schools, which is crazy to me. I can see that getting really wild and really crazy. I haven't been to a howl yet just because last year was my freshman year and they didn't have it. So I'm excited to be going this year, except I don't really have a costume yet. I'm thinking about maybe being like, a UFC fighter and just like taping my hands and um, I don't know, putting on some shorts and a tank top and doing my hair in braids, just easy. But I don't know. I mean, I thought about doing something with my friends, but I don't know how many of my friends are actually going, unfortunately. So hopefully I can figure that out. But either way, I'm really excited. They have tickets in the card office for $15. If you haven't gotten your tickets yet, be sure to go get those. Next up, we have an Aggies in Salt Lake watch party, and this is an alumni event, so it's kind of like Utah State um, people or graduates who live in Salt Lake. They're doing a watch party for uh, the football game, 
Um, and that's obviously going to be in Salt Lake from 2.30 until 4.30. So that should be really exciting. And, of course, we have Halloween coming up. Spooky. That's going to be on Sunday if you guys haven't checked your calendars. I actually really enjoy Halloween. So much so, obviously, that I'm dedicating this episode to a bunch of Halloween stuff, which I'm really excited about. I just love the idea of getting to dress up as someone else, and I don't know. I think it's fun, and I like candy, so that's, of course, always a plus, and there's always some fun parties going on, and it's fall. It's just good vibes, good vibes. Um, so that's actually all for um, events this week. Not a whole lot going on, but that's okay. So we'll just go ahead and move on to our Statesman segment. Woo! Hope you guys like these, like, little intro musics. I really, really love them. Um, so for today, we have a guest. His name is Evan Cooper. He's actually from Georgia, And he really likes Halloween and scary stories and stuff like that. So I brought him as a guest. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Ev. Hello, hello. Uh, I'm Evan, like you said, I'm from Georgia. Uh, I am currently taking a gap year from Utah State that might turn into gap forever, um, but we'll (laughs) see. Uh, But yeah, I'm a huge fan of Halloween, um, except for the scary parts, uh, of course. But yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thanks. Um, So I just thought it would kind of be fun if we could just start off by talking about some like traditional scary stories that we that you've heard or things going on like that. Because I know for me, like in my hometown, we had this thing called flow and it was like my high school and like our rivals high school kind of like knew about it. And it was where you would go up at like night had to be past midnight and you would drive up to the Ogden Cemetery and you I mean, cops like patrolled this because they didn't they like knew that us high school kids were going up there and they didn't really like that. So you kind of had to be sneaky and you would drive into the cemetery and you had to find Flo's grave. That was her name was Flo. And I don't know her whole backstory. I just know that something happened like she got in a car accident or something and she like died this slow and painful death um I yeah there of course with most ghost stories there's all different kind of interpretations of it so I don't know exactly what it was never did in high school either it was just something fun to go do with friends and goof around I guess so you would go find this grave once you found the grave you would point your car headlights at it and you would turn the headlights off and then turn them on and then turn them off and then turn them on like flashing. And you would do that three times and you would say, flow, come out, flow, come out, flow, come out. And she was supposed to like appear. And some people would say that she appeared like behind them in the car. And some people said that they would see her sitting on the headstone. Um, I did it, I think probably three times throughout high school during Halloween season, of course, because that's the fun of it. And I never once saw her and I mean it's always like chilling like you get like goosebumps like being there because it's like 1 a.m. and um, 
a lot of your friends have probably snuck out of their house to go do this and you're watching for cops and it's like this ghost thing. So I would always get like goosebumps and like a little nervous, but I didn't think that anything was going to happen and nothing did really happen. And when people would be like, I totally saw her, I was like, there's no way that you saw her. Um, And so that was kind of the story that went around our high school. Evan, did you have anything like that in Georgia? Um, no, I don't think so. Well, there's like a haunted lake that uh, some people knew about and stuff like that. But I try and avoid all the haunted stuff. Um, That kind of stuff freaks me out. Uh, The biggest thing in Georgia for um, Halloween is a bunch of pranks. So, like, people would go to, like, the high school and zip tie the doors all shut or um, do stuff like that. And so there's a ton of pranks that would always happen on Halloween. Again, I avoid all the spooky stuff, like uh, ghosts. I don't mess with that. But uh, um, I'm sure there were some people that would find uh, ghost stories and things like that to do. But, yeah, we were just really big into pranks and uh, things like that around Halloween. Yeah, that makes sense. My brother was always super into pranks when we were younger, too, except his were just, like, anytime he wanted to prank me, not necessarily Halloween-related. But um, have you heard of, like, Bloody Mary? Have you ever done that? Bro, okay, so I heard of that. I ain't going to try and do that in, like, nothing like that. I ain't trying to invite no ghosts. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, so for those of you who don't know exactly what Bloody Mary is, the myth kind of goes, I see, I can't remember all of these ghost stories, like the background of them. I get them so confused and mixed up, especially when I hear so many different sides of it. But Bloody Mary apparently might have been like this queen, right, Evan? Um, correct me if I get this wrong. I don't really know all of it. I think she was like this queen or was supposed to become queen. And then when she like went like on the day that she was supposed to get like crowned or whatever, someone like took her out like executed her or something and it's kind of like if you call her name back um she's like coming back for revenge and it's supposed to be this scary thing so what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to stand in a mirror or in a bathroom and look into the mirror and you're supposed to shut the bathroom turn all the lights off and you're supposed to say bloody mary bloody mary bloody mary oh my gosh even saying it three times gives you like throwbacks um so you're supposed to say it three times look in the mirror and she's supposed to you're supposed to see her like behind you in the mirror or like in the tub and lots of people say that they've seen her i never did again it's still chilling and like fun to get you in the halloween spirit i also don't really believe in that stuff so i think people who do believe it kind of come up with stuff or it's like a cool thing because I would do that in junior high that was more of a junior high thing than a high school thing but you had even heard of that in Georgia yeah I don't know about the whole queen thing well the way I heard it is that it was this girl that got murdered in her house in the bathroom and so that way if you go that's why when you go in the bathroom and say in the mirror she'll show up and she's like trapped I don't know though I don't know because there's probably a million different versions of that so um, gotcha Okay. Well, that makes sense, too, I guess. (laughs) Everyone has their own story that they like to come up with. I remember at girls' camp once, one of our leaders would tell us this ghost story, and it actually really freaked me out because some ghost stories, like, will genuinely, like, give me nightmares, and I don't know why, but he would change the ending. He, like, came up with the whole story himself, and he told us at the very end that he would change the ending every time he told the story which i thought was kind of cool and made me want to come up with my own ghost story but i never did 
Never did. So did yeah. you do like ghost stories? Like you know how you sit around a fire and you tell ghost stories, or like at like I know for me, I would have sleepovers with like my girlfriends and we would tell scary stories. Have you ever had that? Um, yeah, I've done a few things like that. Um, I guess one of the scary stories that like still gets me because so this guy had an encounter that I knew <clears throat> one of my one of my friends' dads, and like, it, I like wasn't a real like he saw a ghost. Is that what you're talking about? Kinda. So is. I, he doesn't believe it was a ghost, but okay. it could have been a ghost. So there's this thing called the woman in white, and it's, like, a ghost that's always dressed in, like, a torn-up wedding dress, mm-hmm. and she, like, stops people on the highway. Like, she got, like, chased out there on her wedding day. And so, like, she'll stop people and, like, ask for a ride. And then um, what they'll do is the if you give her a ride, she'll kill you before you get to your destination kind of thing. And so he one time was driving down the road, and there was a – a lady in a wedding dress that popped out in the middle of the road. And, but unlike most people, I guess, who try and stop and help, he just drove right past, um, and did not stop at all. So it could have been a ghost, could have been something else, maybe just seeing things at night, but, um, but it followed the legend. Yeah. The legend did kind of show that. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. Really interesting. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There, there was also a story, um, posted. It wasn't in, this week's paper edition of the Statesman, but it was posted online at usustatesman.com, and it was written by Jared Adams, and it's kind of about spooky places on campus, which I thought was a cool idea for a story, and in that story, they talk about Patty the Ghost, and it's Patty the Ghost is like the ghost at the Kappa Delta sorority house, and I can't remember exactly... It talks about the background in the story, but basically, I'm pretty sure she she was a part of the sorority, and she might have died in the house. I actually can't remember how or where she died, but she um, apparently there's lots of accounts from girls who are in the sorority now who like have like a door slam shut or something like creepy like that will happen whenever the girls are doing something that they shouldn't or they're getting out of line, which I think is like. It's like a ghost story, but it's like a good ghost. You know what I mean? Like she's doing those things to make sure that these girls are doing what they're supposed to. So I don't know. I mean, do you believe in good ghosts or even bad ghosts? Like what are, you, what are your thoughts on this, Evan? Uh, so I am 100% believer in ghosts. I think like ghosts, spirits, those kind of things, like they're there. Um, but the thing that gets me is I don't know – because I don't want to deal with any kind of ghosts, good or bad. I don't want to deal with any ghosts. So for me, I just kind of avoid all that kind of stuff. But what gets me is I think you have to invite a ghost, like, in some kind of way. I don't know exactly how, like, good or bad to, like, interact with you for it to actually, like, affect you or interact with you or for you to see it. That's why, like, I don't do the whole Bloody Mary thing. I don't do that kind of stuff because, like, I'm low-key a chicken. And so what I do, like... When people, so I believe in them 100% like they're out there. I just don't try to invite them. And when people do like with Ouija boards or like Bloody Mary or those kind of things, people that are like more like spiritually inclined are able to like see those ghosts. And so like that's what gets me. I I, I don't know if I'm spiritually inclined or anything like that, but I just try to avoid all that because they're out there. That's what I believe. 
Yeah, I guess I can kind of understand that. I just have a hard time when people will say like, oh, I saw a ghost or like even like those ghostbuster people who will make like documentaries and go ghost hunting. Like, I think that they're full of crap. Like, there's no way that that is real. <laughs> no way. Yeah, I'm with you there. Those ghost hunters are just trying to get a quick buck on a TV show with their weird gadgets and stuff like that. I don't know about any of that, though. <laughs> yeah, but I guess I can kind of get on board with the evil spirits. Like, you have to be actively inviting them. Like, I don't think that you can just be walking down the street at night and see a ghost. Like, I kind of agree with you there. Like, you have to actively invite that. And I guess Bloody Mary and Flo and all of these things um, invite that in a way. I don't know if you actually see, like, when you do Bloody Mary, I don't know if you're actually inviting Bloody Mary. Like, it could just be I don't see and I have trouble even in my own brain like do you actually see the ghost or is it like this feeling because I totally believe in like an evil dark feeling because even when you walk into some like houses you can feel like how dark it is and like have you seen the movie Lights Out? I have uh it's terrifying it is it is terrifying and see I don't believe that that story is real but that house like how that how the mom like keeps the whole house pitch black like dark all the time like even watching that movie and just watching the house is like ooh, i feel ooh, like i feel evil do you know what i mean yeah i definitely get that like i feel like there's definitely some places where like bad stuff happened and so like there can be like a dark presence i guess or some people are just like sketchy and so like they just like live in like a spooky kind of environment and so it kind of gets you that feeling i get that yeah, for sure. So that's, I believe in the evil <coughs> feeling. The ghost is a little iffy. I had this one story where in my hometown, um, well, right next to my hometown, there was a city called Hooper. And there was like this abandoned house um, and it was called the Hooper house. And it was like another one of those scary things where you could go into the house and it was supposedly haunted and you could see ghosts and people would go like teenagers would go in there and tell scary stories and scare each other and freak people out. And the cops like try to keep people out because there was some broken glass in there and it like was somewhat dangerous for teenagers. Obviously, teenagers are reckless sometimes um, and they would like board up the windows and obviously kids still found a way to get in. And so, of course, I went, you know, because I'm going to go with my friends to go do this fun stuff. So we went with a group of us and we went in and there was this big, well, there was a wall and there was this big, like, guy with a machete. He's, like, holding a machete and not, well, okay, I should clarify. It wasn't an actual man. It was graffiti <laughs> art. I forgot to <laughs> specify. It's graffiti oh. art on this big wall and it covers the whole wall. It was massive. And he's, like holding a mach bloody machete in one hand and he like has a mask on and he's wearing all black and it's like this creepy creepy dude and so we're like oh this is kind of like really cool like whoever did it is genuinely talented um so i was kind of impressed and so we're like all right let's take this picture by it so me and my guy friend we're like all right let's take this cool picture like someone take our pic so we stand in front of it and we do like this cool pose what we think is cool as teenagers you know and someone took the picture with flash and 
obviously I didn't see anything. I didn't feel anything. But then when we looked at the picture, kind of like right below the graffiti guy's face was like this white circle, kind of like not a reflection, but have you seen like in movies, they have like this white glare in some photos and people are like, oh, that's a ghost. So that's kind of what it looked like. It was like this, but it wasn't in the shape of a ghost. It was like a circle and like, I don't know, like 100%. I'm like, it was just something with the flash. Like it's not a ghost, but all of my friends were like, let's get out of here. It's a ghost. There's a ghost here. And they got so freaked out. I thought it was funny. Um, I don't know. And what about like good ghosts? Like going back to that Patty story, like, do you believe in good ghosts? Uh, yeah, good ghosts are almost easier to believe for me because um, you look at ghosts, right? There's these evil like, – well, actually, I guess I believe in both 100%. But good ghosts, like – I feel like good ghosts are, like, your personal, like, family that, like, passed away or, like, yeah. things like that, you know? People that are close to you. Whereas some bad ghosts could be, like, anybody, you know, like any any evil, evil thing out there, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, – yeah, so I definitely believe in good ghosts. I personally have had zero experience, like I said, with ghosts. I try and avoid all that. I'm, like, a pretty logical person most of the time, but, like, I still 100% believe in ghosts. I just don't know how I'd react or interact with them because I don't even want to, to be honest. Mm-hmm. That's sketch. Yeah, that's totally understandable, and I, I think I can agree with that too, except I don't know. I don't. I still don't think you can really – I don't know. Maybe if you had a relative pass away, I think you can see them and feel presence. I I just think I believe in more of a feeling than seeing too. So I think I'm probably a little more logical thinking as well. Um, but I mean, either way, ghosts are fun to tell around Halloween and it's it's a fun vibe to be scary and spooky and tell scary stories. I know that that's a huge part of my childhood at sleepovers. And so I'm going to hold on to that. And so I think it's fun. But other than ghosts and ghost stories and Halloween, like what is your favorite Halloween tradition? Like what is something that you look forward to doing in October? Um, that's a good question. So I was one of those kids that trick or treated, uh, way up into high school. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie, but like, of course, when you're when you're in high school, you get uh, you come more strategic. So in, where I was in Georgia it was pretty hilly, and there was this one neighborhood that had super rich houses, and so we'd always like go there because none of the kids would go there, and they always hand out like huge candy bars and stuff like that. Um, so I love the whole thing of trick or treating. Um, so when of course when I have a family and stuff, I'm gonna do trick or treating stuff like that. But also like just getting creative with with costumes, like. I I love the idea of like a good homemade costume, like something like mm-hmm. you put together yourself and it makes like something really cool. Um, so I love the idea of dressing up, getting into character, those kind of things. So that's kind of my favorite tradition. Yeah, um, I'm with you on the trick or treating. Even into high school, I think my junior year I went trick or treating, and people started be- being rude though because I went with like a couple other of my friends and we would knock on doors and people would tell us no they're like you were too old like for us to give like for us to give you candy like this is for the kids and i'd be like so pull out this magical book that tells you (laughs) how old you have to be to trick-or-treat there is not one like i was so mad like that happened a couple of times and so finally i was like 
all right, I guess I'll stop embarrassing myself and getting rejected freaking candy. Not me, though. I, the whole way. The whole way. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe George is different. You got lucky. But I also agree with the homemade costumes. My aunt is super creative and way into that. And one thing I looked forward to when I was younger was going to our Halloween party and, like, seeing what my aunt came up with for like her family like they would go all out we have like the coolest pictures of them like dressing up as avatar or like alice in wonderland and they do it their whole family and it's homemade she like starts in april like making these costumes (laughs) that's nuts it's really cool um what are your some of your favorite halloween movies evan Okay, so again with the scary stuff, I only watch scary movies when a girl invites me to watch a scary movie. <laughs> so you gotta be the protector. Yeah, but I will never watch a scary movie on my own, actually, because well, okay, there's this one time me and my other friend who's also terrified of scary movies. Um, <clears throat> we watched The Conjuring when we were on a trip down in Florida, and he only he covered his eyes, literally only watched the top right hand corner of the screen and i watched the whole thing and it was yeah not a fan um so i like the the other kind of halloween i love nightmare before christmas which is arguably a christmas or halloween movie Mm. you know it's up in the air um but i just like those little cutesy ones like that um a lot more than than the spooky ones so yeah and again i actually agree i i mean i'll definitely watch scary movies I just will have to prepare myself for nightmares that night, which is totally (laughs) fine. I actually watched Halloween, the one with, like, the movie Halloween with Michael Myers for the very first time this year. And it was the very original one. And I thought it was pretty good and pretty scary considering the time. But I definitely prefer to watch, like, Hocus Pocus or Haunted Mansion or, oh, my gosh, Halloween Town, my number one. I have to watch that every year. And Evan, you haven't seen that, right? No, I haven't seen Halloween Town or I haven't even seen Hocus Pocus. So, what? Oh, my gosh. Okay, yeah. well, you have till Sunday to make that happen. Uh, <laughs> they're definitely worth it if you ask me. They're like cute Disney Channel ones, but you still get the Halloween spirit without having to be like totally scared, which I really enjoy. Um, well, I appreciate you so much for coming on and talking about Halloween, Evan. Um, any final comments you want to say? Um, no, I'm glad to be here. Uh, Halloween's definitely fun, whether you're into the spooky, the scary, the gory, no matter what it is. But uh, I'm pretty excited for this weekend with the howl and all the other fun Halloween activities. But um, I'm really glad you let me uh, come on your show with you. So, Yeah, cool. Thanks so much. Um, moving on into the next segment, we have Logan News. Um, we actually have Logan elections going on. Hopefully you guys registered to vote. That's going to be on November 2nd, although you had to be registered by October 22nd to vote. And if you missed our town hall, um, we do have an article in the print version of the Statesman if you want to read about it and learn about the city council candidates and the mayoral candidates. They're really cool people. It's kind of fun to learn about them and get involved in our community. There's also, like, these Logan historic ghost tours that are going on in Logan. I think that this Friday and Saturday are the last that they're doing it. You can read about what the ghost tour is and what you can expect in a story by Brielle Carr. It's also in this week's edition, print edition of The Statesman. So go read about that. Really cool. Um, A lot of fun stuff there. We also have, I mean, it's obviously the Halloween edition of the print version of the Statesman 2, which is really fun. I just, I love 
getting in the Halloween spirit. So there's also a Howl preview if you want to learn a little bit more about the Howl. It's in there. Um, there's a Lifestyles article on Bigfoot sightings. Kind of interesting, especially if you believe in it or even if you don't. Um, talks about Fright Night in here. Spookiest places in Logan. So, And if you want to know spookiest places on campus, the article is going to be online, like I mentioned earlier. And for sports, there's a Savon Scarver article in there. He's number 11. He's a wide receiver on the football team. And I actually wrote this article. It was so much fun to talk to him. And I even got to talk to his family. I talked a little bit about that in my episode last week um, when I went to Vegas. Of course, we have the town hall article in there and, you know, when students painted the street for homecoming week. And if you haven't seen those paintings, they're really cool. They're just at the TSC like bus loop. So that's kind of fun. There's some opinion articles on elections and um, yeah, a lot of good stuff. And there's a little short piece in there about some of your fellow Aggies favorite Halloween traditions, which is also a lot of fun to read. So make sure you're doing that. Um, lots of fun Halloween stuff going on. And last but not least, we have our headliner segment. So excited. I mentioned this last week, but I couldn't really, I was trying to come up with a cool, um, name for this segment because I didn't like calling it funny headlines or odd news. So I went with headliners, which is the name of the segment. And I kind of came up with that because it's like headlines, but at the same time, they're funny and like one liners is like a quick, funny, witty joke. So I mix it together and it's headliners and I really like it. And so yeah, we'll get started with that. Cool, cool, cool. Hope you guys are liking the music. I really do love it. Um, So for starters, this headline is Pablo Escobar's hippos recognized as legal persons in the U.S., So this was crazy. I was like, how are hippos considered actual people? Like they're literally hippos. Like it says it like they're animals. Kind of crazy. And I actually didn't even know who Pablo Escobar was until we got into the studio like right before this. And I was talking to Evan and kind of like sharing this with him beforehand. And I was like, I don't even know who that guy is. And um, he explained to me that he's like this famous drug lord. So if y'all didn't know, that's who he is. And anyway, like a group of about like 100 hippos who are descendants of hippos that were owned by Pablo Escobar are now like literally recognized as legal persons in the U.S. And this like marks the very first time ever that non-human creatures have legally been considered people. And even reading this article, I don't really understand why. It just says that the U.S. District Court um, of Ohio like wanted to recognize these hippos as actual people because it was an important step in trying to save the animals as authorities in Colombia have discussed killing them since 2009. But that still doesn't make sense to me because we have, like, an endangered species list and you can make it illegal to kill them instead of making them people. Kind of interesting. I don't know. People have different takes on it. Um, So Stephen Wells, an Animal Legal Defense Fund executive director, states in this article, um, quote, Animals have the right to be free from cruelty and exploitation, and the failure of U.S. courts to recognize their rights impedes the ability to enforce existing legislative protections, end quote. 
So different perspectives, um, definitely an interesting one. Uh, the next headline reads, couple in flooded India region float to wedding in a cooking pot. So this couple definitely dedicated to uh, getting married if they are willing to get married during a flood and literally go in a cooking pot, in a big cooking pot. Like this picture, it's pretty big. And, um, I mean, the water was, like, low enough where they could walk in it. Like, they still had people pushing them in the cooking pot. I think it was just, like, to protect, you know, their good outfits, pretty, like, looking all nice and stuff. So, um, the groom said that the ceremony was originally supposed to be held at, like, this special temple. Um, but because of the flooding, um, it, like filled the building with water so they moved it to a nearby hall with a stage that hadn't been submerged yet um and they tried to arrange like a small boat but none were available obviously it's a flood like that's not going to be something that is just hanging around so they got a big pot and they had some people push them to this stage so that they could get married uh, the groom said that they were in this pot for 20 minutes to get to the venue, and their families also traveled in a pot. So, really, really interesting. Um, and the last one is a little more Halloween-related, which I really love and thought it was fun. Um, the headline reads, Nightmare on Elm Street House listed for $3.5 million. And there's nothing really spectacular about this house other than it was where the movie was filmed. And I haven't actually even seen the movie. I've heard it's really good. I know that it's like the Freddy Krueger one. But anyway, it talks about how this house is a completely normal house. Like people who haven't seen the movie probably will have no idea that this house is special. So it blows my mind that someone paid $3.5 million for it. It's just like a three-bedroom house. Um, but, I mean, I guess it's cool, um, and it's really funny. Uh, I'm sure a celebrity bought it or something. Um, it didn't specify who bought it in the article, but a funny thing about it was that the um, closing time for the house is on Halloween, and they did, said that they did that on purpose because they found it to be very appropriate. So I thought that was kind of a cute, fun thing that they ended it on Halloween in the spirit of the house. And so, anyway, that concludes this week's episode. Thank you guys so much for watching. I had a ton of fun talking about Halloween. Don't forget to tune in next week, the show Between the Lines, every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Thanks so much for watching. I'll see you guys next week.